Hello and welcome back to Middle Ground. It is finally me. I am back on the mic. It's Joe, if you didn't know or if you thought it was Caroline. I am currently in a hotel room in Minnesota and uh, Caroline and I talked before I left. We didn't have a chance to cross paths in order to record the advice episode together, but I've been missing the last two weeks because our travel schedules have just been nuts. Not so much mine. Caroline has been jet setting all over the world. You know what? Not even the world, the country, but regardless, uh, Monday's episode, we are going to be back together. Don't you worry. Caroline promised it to you and I promise it to you. And I also wanted to take a moment to reassure everyone. I am sure that you saw Matt and I's podcast oversharing launched yesterday. And if you saw that one Thank you so much for anybody that listened or showed up and downloaded and reviewed and rated. We appreciate you so much. And two, middle ground is going nowhere. We are so grateful for you all, for the community that we've created here and uh, all of the podcasting that we get to do. And Caroline and I are so grateful for getting to see each other weekly and do this. And yeah, I, uh, middle ground's not going anywhere. I got all kinds of DMs and messages from you guys worried that we were going to stop doing middle ground. And that is just not the case. We love this and oversharing is going to be a completely different podcast. It is going to be much more about marriage and, you know, uh, Matt and I's relationships and opinions and just a completely different take. So Hopefully, you can listen to both, but if you're not into that whole thing, please stick around. Caroline and I are so very grateful for each and every one of you. Uh, I'm going to jump in and talk about my grounding moment this week. It's weird being just me here today because I have gotten so used to talking with somebody else, and I haven't done a solo episode in, gosh, who knows how long, but a grounding moment for me is this week we are in Minnesota. As I mentioned before, I am just reiterating myself, sorry team, but we're here for my cousin's wedding. My family is together. We actually got to see Matt's family while we've been here, and I'm just really enjoying that time. We have stepped away from our phones and social media, even though it's not the best week to do that because there's all kinds of stuff going on, Uh, but just getting to be really intentional with the people that we love and people we don't get to see often has been really nice change of pace. Definitely my grounding moment. And uh, I'm excited to be hopping in on advice today. So I am purely reading advice. um, What am I trying to say? Inquiries? That's not the right word. Sorry. But I am going to be reading directly from the email today, and so anybody that emailed, hopefully I'm going to hit your question, and let's go. All right, first email, help. I've been working at a small cafe for about eight months now where we serve baked goods, coffee, soups, salads, and sandwiches. I love working in customer service and feel like I'm really good at my job, but there's one problem. They don't give us breaks. When I got hired, I was told all of our shifts were going to be six to eight hours. So I was anticipating getting my 10 and uh, lunch at some point. 
that makes sense to me. On my first shift, I asked someone when we got to take our break, and they said, we don't really do that here. I and others have brought it up to the manager owner, and she just brushed it off and says it's not something they're going to make an official system for since there are days where we are too busy for them to guarantee that we get a break. I live in Oregon and know this is illegal. There has been multiple times when I work for seven hours and don't get a chance to sit down or eat for the entire time. Last Thursday, I left my shift and cried because I was starving. Anyways, I I took it upon myself to make a schedule for breaks and sent it to her explaining my concern, but haven't gotten a response. She's texted me about other things, though. What should I do next? I like my job and don't want to quit, but I feel stuck as what can I do without being hated for creating conflict at work? Thank you guys so much for in advance for helping me with this one. Holy moly. That's awful. So, I mean, I really, it sounds to me from what you've described that you've done what you can do. I may follow up and just say, hey, I made that schedule. Is that something that you think that we could have further dialogue about or conversation about? And if they say no, I... I hate to say report them to the Better Business Bureau, but what they're doing is illegal. I They can't not provide you any breaks or allow you time to eat in that period of time. And so I, uh, I would be leaving my job and I would be uh, finding somewhere else that honors breaks and feeding and nourishing their employees. Because I just think that's crazy. You can't be expected to be a like a well-performing customer service employee working with people all day long and being on your feet all day long with no kind of time to yourself. I just don't think that that's realistic. And if it's a problem with lots of employees there, maybe it's something where you could talk to a other employees and try to come together as a group all at once. But I don't know. All of that always makes me uneasy. I don't know the dynamics, obviously. But to me, I'd say you need to leave that job if they're not going to fix it because that's nuts. Truly nuts. I uh, have a funny story, though, about working a job and not taking breaks not the same as not having breaks at all. But whenever I worked at a boutique right after college, I was doing all their marketing and advertising and I'd been working there for like just over two weeks. And I finally could not not go to the bathroom during the day while I was there. I had to pee so bad and I didn't know where the bathroom was because nobody ever gave me like a tour of the space whenever I started working there. And so I like had to really slowly do a whole 360 around the entire space, (laughs) like the entire boutique, like opening doors and closets and storage spaces, trying to find the bathroom. And it wasn't until I'd been working there for almost two years that I told the other manager that I worked with, I was like, by the way, when I worked here, I was too scared to ask you where the bathroom was. So I just wandered around until I found it. I don't know why your questions reminded me of that, but that tells you how non-confrontational I was because asking where the bathroom is, isn't even confrontation. Uh, I was just (laughs) nervous, but 
yeah, I'm going to say, even if you love your job, I don't think they're treating you right. And I think that you can find another service job. Um, All right. Jumping into our next email. A lot of these are long today, guys. I appreciate you taking the time. All right. Hi, ladies. I've been listening from day one, and I absolutely love the podcast and all the insight I've gained from it over the years. Thank you so much for what you do. Thank you. I'm writing in because I am currently in the weirdest season of life. I found that I was pregnant back in April, a few days before my flight to go back home from college. My boyfriend at the time, let's call him Josh, and I were nervous but extremely excited. We'd always talked about getting married and having kids for as long as we'd been dating. Obviously, we didn't want or expect me to get pregnant when I did, but at the time, there was no doubt in my mind that he was going to be the best dad. Anyway, back in April, I left to fly back home and he did the same. We did long distance for about two months of him continuously promising that he would come visit me and meet my family. It never happened. My dad decided to go on a business trip. Conveniently, he was traveling through the general area where my boyfriend resided. My dad called me one night asking if I could call Josh and ask if he was available to meet him for breakfast or lunch one of the days in the next week since he was in the area. I asked Josh if he would be available to meet my dad, not expecting that he would ever say no. He freaked out saying that my dad was ambushing him and that it was extremely inappropriate that he would go out of his way on his trip to meet him. Obviously, I never expected this reaction ever. We'd been going through a difficult time doing long distance and me being pregnant. I felt lonelier than ever. Keep in mind, I'm still newly pregnant, so we were waiting to tell our parents for a few more weeks. My dad had no idea about the pregnancy, nor was he angry at my boyfriend. He knew that we were very serious and he was making the effort to go meet Josh. I was stunned by his reaction, and in a spur of the moment, I made the decision to break up with him. I felt as though he was putting in no effort, and I felt completely alone in the pregnancy. To my surprise, he agreed with me and said that he did not want to be together. A few weeks later, he texted me saying that he'd made the decision to not ever be involved in our baby's life. So to sum it up, he left me to raise a baby by myself, and he has no desire to be involved in her life or even support me financially. This came as such a shock to me that the man I once loved would ever make a decision such as this one. Do you think I was in the wrong for breaking up with him? Is there a side of the story that I'm missing? Everyone I've talked to about this has agreed that I made the best decision, but I often lay awake at night wondering why he did the things that he did and that I could have done what I could have done to prevent it. Would love your thoughts and advice. Wow, girlfriend. Holy moly. Okay. That was so much information and I am sending you all of the love because pregnancy is not easy for anybody, period. And to be going through all of these things that are really emotional and hard you're so strong and incredible and I know that when you go through things like this telling people they're strong isn't necessarily like the best compliment because I know that you don't really have an option of being strong or not like that's just the situation you're in and you're doing it but I still want to praise you for that because you're exceptional and I can't even fathom how hard this must be but my thoughts um, I don't think you're in the wrong for breaking up with him. I, uh, I I think that you had a moment where he showed his true colors and instead of hesitating and, you know, really focusing on the unimportant things, you looked at those true colors that were being shown to you and you broke up with him. I, I think that that was not out of the realm of 
what should have been done. I think that the whole reaction is very weird, especially if he knew that your parents didn't know about the pregnancy yet. Like I would think that that would be a situation where they're, he was excited to have an opportunity to meet your dad and talk to him before you guys are coming to them saying you're having a baby. And also if he's somebody that is comfortable walking away and leaving you to go through something like pregnancy by yourself, I, 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 I don't know. That's not for me. That's somebody who is not in the headspace or the maturity to probably be a parent. And I think that the guilt we put on ourselves as women is that, oh, well, I should have known that or this and that, but that's not your job. It's like, if you guys had been dreaming of a future together and all that's coming and you're talking it through, what else were you to think? So I, I don't, I don't know if there's a side of the story that you're missing. And obviously I always encourage people to talk things out. And I think one of the best things that you could consider doing right now is talking to a therapist because that is so much information to process. And you're going to go through so many changes with pregnancy and having a baby, becoming a mom. And I, I think that that's all really good things to process with somebody professionally, or at least that's something that I've found to be hugely helpful. And so I really, really encourage that. And I understand the laying awake at night. You've been through a lot of things. I don't think that I would consider you normal if you weren't laying awake at night some nights thinking about this. But I don't think there's something you could have done to prevent it. I don't think that you did something wrong. And at the end of the day, I just all I can do is send you lots and lots of love and support. And I hope that you make it through this season and get to the other side feeling empowered and confident in the choice that you made because you're amazing and you're going to be amazing. And I'm so sorry that that is the way the situation's transpiring, but somehow, some way it's going to lead you somewhere that is incredible and I can't wait for you to experience motherhood because it's the coolest. Okay. Hey, Caroline and Joe. Sorry that Caroline's not here. <laughs> First off, I just had to throw in how much I adore you both. The energy and value you bring to my internet space is more worth more than I could ever express to you. I'm actually convinced we'd be best friends if I lived in Northwest Arkansas. Thank you. And I always wonder that. I always wonder how many of you that listen if we had met like in college or at a coffee shop or in a career together, how many of us would be besties? Probably so many. Anyways, uh, I know details matter in these stories, but I'll try not to make it too long. I am a 2024 bride and I'm currently picking my bridesmaids. Two of my bridesmaids were my sorority littles and they are a no brainer. And then the rest I wanted to be my girl group from college. The issue is we are picking a group of six and one of the girls and I just aren't as close, which is to be expected in a group of six people. I have great respect for her. She is a good energy to have around in the group. I like to think she respects me in the same way since we essentially share best friends and have always hung out in the group together. But if there, there have been days over the years where I, hold on, I'm having a hard time reading, where I think she really doesn't like me and other days that I'm just lost. 
All of that to say, from a selfish perspective, I don't want to include her since our relationship isn't the strongest, but I'm very worried about not including her and it being weird for the rest of the group. For extra, extra detail, the other five live in the same town, our college town. Five girls split between two households, so they're all very close. I live two states away. I've already had to fight the intrusive thoughts that I'm left out simply because of where I live. I'm worried that if I leave her out, it'll create a weird energy two states away that I can't control and will have a negative effect on my wedding. But also, bridesmaids and weddings equal money, and I never want to question how my bridesmaids are feeling on the biggest day of my life. Thank you for reading, and thank you both for being phenomenal humans. Aw, thanks. Um, Okay, so I'm going to give it to you straight here. I only had two bridesmaids. So I had all kinds of friends that I had been in their weddings and been bridesmaids for them and very close friends that I adore that I chose not to have in my wedding. And I don't think that you should make decisions about who's standing by your side on your wedding day based on the impact you think that it might have on a friend group. You should choose that for you. Second, you're a 2024 bride. I'd give yourself some time on this one. Like you have time before your wedding, which means that you don't need to be in a rush to ask people or decide who these people are going to be. And so give yourself a little bit of time. They don't need two years to decide or save or do things like that. Um, I mean, maybe they do, I guess that's not totally out of reason, but I think that if you give people 10 months, a year to know that they're going to be a bridesmaid, that is more than enough time. And so in my opinion, like even if you're getting married in January of 2024, you could wait to make this decision until February or March, which may give you some clarity and also give you some time to see how things evolve just in the coming months. Because if you are struggling with that left out feeling or that they're all in that college town together, that all shifts and changes a lot in the few years after you get out of college. And I don't know how old you are, so I guess I don't have that, but I'm guessing that if the other five still live in the same town and they live in two different households altogether, that y'all are still relatively young and are probably you're one of the first to get married and things like that um granted that's a total assumption off context if I'm wrong ignore me entirely but um yeah I would give yourself some time but I think at the end of the day if you only want some of them I think that's okay and I think having honest conversations with people is the best way to get to the other side of it. And I think that if people don't understand, like if this friend doesn't understand, to me, those aren't friends. I was so fortunate that whenever I had a conversation with a lot of my friends, I'm like, by the way, you're not getting invited to my wedding. And that was a hard conversation. We only had 30, 35 guests. And I had to have a conversation with a ton of my really close friends that they weren't going to be there. And uh, my friends were so supportive and just incredible about the entire thing. And I hope that that's what your friends are going to do for you too. But if they don't, you can find better friends. That is harsher coming out of my mouth than I wanted it to be. 
But I, I truly stand by that. I think that if they're not supporting you in that way, it's your wedding day. It's your day to be celebrated and loved and cared for. And it's about you. So yeah, you don't include her. I think that's fine. All right. Last one for today. I'm sorry that this episode's going to be so short. I, uh, like I said, <laughs> we're spending time with family and doing wedding things. And so I didn't have the time that I wish that I had. So I appreciate you guys always sticking with us and allowing us to do this podcast through our lives because I don't know. I just feel very fortunate, but all right. How can I create long lasting friendships? Hi, Joe and Caroline. I've been listening to your podcast since it started and you're really, you've really helped me become more grounded. When I started listening, one of my favorite topics would be friendships. You guys gave helpful advice towards what it meant to be a good friend and what kinds of friends we'd want in our lives. Currently, I'm going through a big change as I just got married to the love of my life. We both moved away from our hometown. Sadly, I lost friendships through the process of our engagement. Nothing toward my husband. It was literally all girl drama. I only wish to be supported during one of the most important moments. Guys, how applicable is this after the last question? Uh, Okay, supported during one of my most important moments, and instead I just got friends who didn't bother to be there for me. One of them just never spoke to me again after the proposal, and another I had to remove her as a bridesmaid because she tainted so many of my celebrations. That last friend who was a bridesmaid really hurt me. She was at one point my best friend, but suddenly she became so distant. I did everything I could to save the friendship, but I realized I was putting all of the effort in and that I was only hurting myself by expecting a different outcome. I had to be there for myself for a change, so I decided to stop the pattern, stand up for myself by asking her to step down as a bridesmaid for the sake of my happiness on my wedding day. I was very transparent with her. I told her that I loved her, and I do hope we can get through this rough patch. Fast forward to now, and I haven't heard from her since. She was still invited to the wedding, and she did come, but the teeniest effort she was putting is all gone now. Truth is, I miss her, along with my other friend who failed to be there for me. I moved away. I got no goodbyes from them. On the brighter side, I have my husband, and he truly has become my best friend. He's helped me so much through this change, and I'm very excited to start this new chapter with him. In a new town we moved to, I hope to meet new people and create long-lasting friendships, but I'm still hurt by the actions of my friends back home. How can I move forward with no resentment? Ooh, that last question. That's hard. Moving forward with no resentment. I don't do that well. I take a lot of time to process through my feelings and let go of resentment. And I have found in my life that I tend to feel a lot of resentment toward people that has nothing to do with them. It just has to do with I have a underlying jealousy that their life experiences have been different than mine. And I think recognizing that is a really good place to start to be able to move forward um because whenever I really sit and think about it like resentments that I carry they're (laughs) I'm jealous of people like for not having to experience a negative thing that I've experienced in my life and you know it's kind of a funny concept because you shouldn't want people to experience negative things so it's kind of a weird juggle of why do I feel that way? And I'm going back to what I said whenever I was answering one of the first questions, therapy, 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 talk to a therapist. And also know that you're not alone. I think that this is a really common 
experience for women as they go through seasons of change in their life. And I think the really important thing is to remember that those friends that you had are living their own lives where they are the main character and they're seeing things from their perspective. And that's not me justifying their behavior or saying that how they treated you was okay, but that they have to cope and deal with all of that on their own. And uh, sometimes people just aren't capable of being who you need them to be in that time. And it's up to you to make the decision on whether you have the capacity to maintain the relationship while they go through that season. I think that it is incredible that you stood up for yourself and that you asked this bridesmaid to step down because you knew that that's what you needed. I think it's amazing that she still showed up on your wedding day. I think that shows that she was making effort. And I think that it can be left there. I understand feeling hurt by the actions and I obviously don't know the intimate details of your friendship, but I I think like what I hear is you stood up for yourself and I'm so proud of you. And she stepped out of her comfort zone and showed up for you on your wedding day, which may have been a low bar for what you expect from your friends. But at the same time, to me, that ended on a positive note. And I think letting it fizzle is just what it is. I think the best thing that you can do is not carry that into new relationships in this new season of life. I really encourage you to go out and instead of looking directly for friends, instead participate in your town in things that you find really fulfilling. Like for me, I love plants. And so I love to go to any kind of plant event where they're teaching about gardening or planting or propagation, etc. And I have met friends that way or going to a floral arranging class or going to a fitness class. Really find those things that you're passionate about, that you find fulfilling. And what you'll learn as you go to those activities is you're going to be surrounded by people who share passions and interests with you. And I think that is the key to long lasting relationships is people who have same and similar, not same, I shouldn't say same, similar like goals and passions. And it it doesn't necessarily mean that you look at the world the same or that you have everything in common, but you share at least one pillar in life. And those are the things that hold you together. And uh, I think you have such an opportunity. You are in love with this man, moving to a new place, experiencing life as newlyweds. You have a lot of really beautiful things coming. And uh, I know it can be hard. And, you know, it's funny giving advice now because I think college me would never believe the things that I'm saying right now. And that's why I always wonder if I'm giving good advice for questions like these, because I 
could have never listened to the things that I'm saying. (laughs) I would have been like, heck no, that's not how that works. So if you're feeling like that as I'm talking, I'm so sorry that it's not resonating, but I, uh, I encourage you to dive into yourself in this season and find the things that make you feel excited and ready to take the world on. And yeah, I don't know if that makes any sense or answered your question, but I'm really sorry that that happened with friends, especially through your wedding day, because I know that that casts something on your wedding day that you don't want there, but gosh, so much good stuff is coming, especially as you're experiencing this new place and all the good stuff. So yes, I just want to encourage you to work through it and find some things you're passionate about and ways to get involved in your new community. Okay, friends, that is all I'm hitting today. I uh, am glad to be back on the middle ground mic. I'm really excited to be back with Caroline on Monday for our episode. And thank you for always writing in the best emails for our bonus episode, because I really do love having these conversations with you guys. And uh, I'm very grateful that you take the time to be a part of our podcast in this way. You all know where to find me at Joe Johnson Overby on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, I don't know where else. And then you can email the podcast hello at middlegroundpodcast.co. That is where I was reading emails today. And anytime that we do like fun family secrets or back to school horror stories, any episode like that, we love to get emails from you. It's way easier to get really long messages via email and all of the details always make it even more fun. So Thank you to everybody, and I hope that you're having an absolute fantastic week, and we'll see you on Monday. Bye.